Now, were you expecting someone else? Were you expecting a regular Tuesday show? Were you expecting to hear a female's voice? Well, folks, sweat not. This is the Walker AC Experience coming to you on a Tuesday, October 24th, and year of our something something 2023, the Out of Context Podcast. We'll be back on Thursday because you know life happens, but as a substitute, as an alternative, we're going to do a show for you today. Now, a whole lot of things have been changed around. We were not here on Saturday because, you know, life happens, business happens. But we know that you're going to be here for us as much as we are here for you. Without further ado, let me welcome back my co-host, the man with the plan, the man of the hour, the man that keeps his show on as I, you know, babble and uh, drool and drabble along incoherently, my co-host, my good friend and yours, Kevin Yu. Hey, Kevin, how's it going, stranger? Hello, and uh, welcome to the old switcheroo, everybody. <laughs> yeah. We, oh. we have a whole lot to get to, so I'm going to start with you. How have you been? You went on a little excursion, so uh, the floor is all yours, sir. Thank you. Um, well, I went on a spiritual journey, basically. Uh, what I did for the past, you know, four days, but then I came back on Sunday, is that I went to a final retreat, um, which is formerly known as a Vipassana. So I went back to California with a good friend of mine, and it was an incredibly cleansing process. And it's something that I think that everybody needs and that we don't make enough space for in our lives there are kind of rules there like no phones no reading no no talking even to yourself so and you know you wake up early you go for the yoga and you go for the 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 religion lectures but a lot of times you follow your mind, you follow your spirit to what you need. You can walk around instead of side and then listen to the, the wind blow into the trees. You can meditate. You can work out, but it's, it's what you want it. And you, and what you go through, it's hard because you're so used to being pulled, pushed and pulled in so many ways in life. And it's this constant tension and you're just free and sometimes you don't know how to handle it and it was just a relief and that for those that know it personally i have been going through a uh, an emotional crisis i told myself i need to do something unorthodox something i've never done before to change myself and thank goodness I was justified in all this. Yeah. And um, come back with clarity and a confidence in life and just to know what I really want and to really list myself and even what that means in the life that I should be leading rather than a life of constant tension, how I need to adjust things from diet to, to work to how I think. Yeah. The floor is open to your questions. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I have plenty. And the best part about it is, Kevin, I love you to death, and I'm glad that I can hear the peace in your voice. You know, I can, I can definitely hear the calmness uh, as you talk and as you explain what happened. So for the listeners, I'll just ask you two questions and bounce it off of you. Um, first question, how did you find this? Question number one. And question number two, what was the process to make this happen? Is there a cost or is there something that you have to qualify for? Okay. 
Well, it was born by my old yoga teacher, uh, specific type of yoga called Kundalini Yoga. It was connected to like Indian um, Hinduism, I believe. It's a like an ancient practice. And um, yeah, I used to go to her classes in um, in Orange County, California. And so my friend also went there. He introduced me to it. And so he just, just you know, months ago, I just talked about, you know, this idea of going on a silent treat. And he's like, hey, there's one coming up. So I was like, let's roll the dice, let's do it. And um, yeah, there's a monetary cost, a couple hundred dollars. Um, but, you know, I, I, I told myself, how much am I willing to pay for peace of mind? How much am I willing to pay to really know what I want in life? And so it made this answer simple. Yeah. yeah. And that's awesome. Now, is this just a one-time experience or is this something you're going to go back and you're going to make this um, a part of your life? Yeah, well, yeah, it's a one-time experience. It was actually the first time, you know, my teacher um, ever done has done this. And she's been practicing, you know, Kundalini Yoga for about, what, 15 years about, about. And just she shared her experiences with, like, you know, this experience she had where, like, energy just got through her body. And she's felt herself being called to this. And, like, she's like, what is this? I have no idea. And she took, took this real big um, leap of faith into it and how it just all worked out and just changed her life. And like how like she's still a grounded person. She's not, you know, completely like a cult leader or nothing. She just wants you to, to help you on your journey, your personal journey, and help you listen to yourself. So it was... Yeah, it was incredible. And I'm very happy for you because I know we talked about this a lot uh, about, you know, you wanted me to try it. Unfortunately, life got in the way and I wasn't able to do so. But I'm glad it's something that you've done. And I know you probably recommend this to a lot of people because, mm-hmm. like you mentioned earlier, this would be a good idea for, you know, for people to try, get themselves centered and to, sure. and, and to really reconnect you know, with who we are as people, because we do get mm-hmm. caught up in the quote unquote rat race. And we do sometimes forget to kind of sit back and take a breather and to really understand why we're here. So I'm glad you had that experience. and I'm glad you can talk about it. Um, you were gone for, for how many days? Yeah, I flew out last Wednesday and I came out sun, came back Sunday. Nice. So about four days. Yeah. And, you know, there are longer ones. Um, there's one in Northern California. There's one in Georgia. Both of those are 10 days. And those seem to be more strict. And those are donation-based, too. And, you know, I'm thinking, you know, you know next year I should do this again because I really think that I need to really invest in this, you know, like who you are as a person. You know, one of the things I learned is that you're in charge of your actions, but you just don't own the result. It's like painting. Like you, 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 you make the brushstrokes, but after it's all said and done, the artwork stands on its own. And so, I've got to, you know, do these things, and what comes of it, I know will be worth it, because it's, it, it, it just feels right. It's also lesson in like stepping away from concrete logic and just listening to your heart, which is something I think people are scared to do, which is understandable. But when you do it, you find out the real path that you really should be on, not what you think you should be on. And what did you find out about yourself? Now, actually, before you answer that, when you went there, what was your biggest fear, your, your biggest apprehension when you went there? And then once everything was done, what was something that you realized about yourself? I guess my fear, I don't think it was really obvious, 
what made me that my fear was it wouldn't work like nothing like it was just like okay well it was a bunch of you know smoke and mirrors and oh great well oh this time and money and and there you go and um what changed is that like you i looked really open to it all and just to do it and to let my biases and my and and you know my, my skepticism go um I just learned some really important things, such as boredom is when the mind attacks itself because your ego is resisting letting go of yourself. And I think that's why people are afraid to be bored. They constantly want instant stimulation, or that experiences can happen through you and not to you. Um, it could be things such as you know, things are all an illusion, like, you know, everything's an illusion in a way. And at one point, then the final day, um, I was just standing there looking at the sunrise, and I started laughing, because I just realized, why am I taking life so seriously? Everything is just so silly. And just like, I came to that epiphany, and that, like, even like the way to eat, like the way we were eating was this traditional kind of um, food. Like it was like, you know, like brew and oatmeal or like traditional Indian dishes. And it was so cleansing, man. Because when I went back to the airport, I had a burger and fries. I'm like, well, now like, that made me feel bad. <laughs> and I was feeling great. I'm like, huh, I learned another important thing today. You know. Interesting, and I really, I really do believe that everybody needs to do something like this. Because I mean, I, I, you know, I can't say it, uh, I really can't say it enough. I mean, you just sound happy. <laughs> Not necessarily yeah. happy. Let me rephrase that. You sound at peace. Yeah, I feel, I feel like I've been equipped with some more important tools and better perspective. It's like. As soon as it was over for me, I'm like, I was looking at my phone. I'm like, I don't want to look at this thing anymore. I don't want to constantly pull at me and pull at me and pull at me to take my attention away, or just being able to appreciate silence. How nice that is. It's you. And you know, it was interesting because as all the participants were putting their phone in the basket to be kept away everybody had these different emotions some were like that's no big deal or like someone's like i'm i feel resistant like i can't i'm really resisting and i told them like this is a relief for me i won't have this thing constantly trying to make me feel a certain way i'm free from it and then you know i got back i got back to work and i'm like okay the anxiety is here and they use another tool that's just like when something happens to you you have to let it happen to you fully, and it'll pass. Like if you get mad, you experience it fully and it passes. I let my anxiety come at me. I said, you can you know, do what you need to do and I'll still be okay. And that's the way I've been dealing with it. Hmm. I'm glad. And mm-hmm. not to make it about anything else other than the experience, I think it's a great idea just to leave all that stuff behind. Phone, TV, stuff that just drags you in versus going outside and just experiencing just the most simplistic of things in front of you. And with that experience, and I may probably have a link down below after the show, um, I think I, excuse me, I might lost my train of thought. Um, how often do they do this again? And and uh, uh, is there a particular website that, that people can go to to look it up? I'll have to look it up. But um, originally, um, the studio's name was Tenth Chakra. Uh, yeah. Uh, so I'm going to get that information. But um, people, if you're really called to it, look up the Vipassanas. They're all over the world. And you never know where they can, you know, pop up and um 
because it really brings new meaning to saying I'm working on myself or that I'm really connecting with myself. It's doing it in a way that's really like pure because, you know, saying you're working on yourself and just, you know, just watching Netflix or just playing on your phone, that's definitely not what it means to really be with yourself. Nice. That is awesome. See, now I feel bad, Kevin, because when we do this show, you and I bounce comedy off of one another, and I, don't really, don't, I really don't want to break your zen by just you know, mentioning something insanely stupid. Uh... <laughs> well, that's, that's part of it, though. That's part of my realization that it's important to laugh and not take things too seriously and to experience the joy and how it comes. So, you know, like, you know, it's like, <laughs> just the, the silly things is, is important too like man it's like there is nice showering outside <laughs> you know <laughs> which is like I just like I just let a, a huge fart rip in the plane I'm like eh so <laughs> <laughs> well <laughs> it's a temporary smell <laughs> it's a temporary smell to go away <laughs> exactly <laughs> Well, you know, I, I really have nothing to counter that with other than um, I went to a, a business uh, conference uh, over the weekend, over the past weekend, uh, went to Margaritaville um, yeah, for a conference uh, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, um, and it was quite the experience. Now, for those of you who know me, they know I'm not very a people person. Now, of course, with my actual job, um, I do interact with you know, the general public. I, I do my thing. But with the conference, with my job, it was a tremendous thing. It's Margarita, Margaritaville, like I mentioned, is in Kissimmee. It's this humongous hotel, Jimmy Buffett style. You hear Jimmy Buffett in the background. Um, the sites are amazing. The hotel room is amazing. We went there for work. And come to find out, Kevin, um, I was voted and won the employee of the year i was really not expecting that wow yes it i'm was. so happy for you man oh boy that's that's awesome that's that's really wonderful yeah it oh, was man. it was quite the humbling experience um in a room um maxed over 100 people you know and when i heard my name being called by by my boss and going up on stage and, you know, receiving uh, recognition for my work and stuff of that nature, you know, it was a very humbling experience. And, you know, I really didn't have words. And knowing how much of a sarcastic schmuck I am, I was actually speechless. So uh, yeah, I enjoyed the rest of my time there with meetings and stuff like that and, and having people approach me and thank me and, you know, heard about me. It's an interesting thing to to have strangers know who you are it's a very odd experience to have someone come up to me and go hey you know you're this person and i know your work and good job and i admire you and you know my sarcastic response was don't touch me but i you know <laughs> shook the hand and was humble and said thank you and and yeah it was, it was a really good experience i got a whole lot of swag from it and uh you know, now I'm back at my store. And pretty much the moral of me telling this is it's good to feel appreciated. You know, especially at this stage in my life where I have my peace. I've worked hard for my peace for many, many years. And I'm comfortable with who I am in my own skin, being by myself and whatnot. Um, and yet, in the real world, you know, being acknowledged you know, for, being a, for being a good person, a hard worker... A person who sets the standard and stuff like that, you know, it, it really took me off guard. Um, of course, you know, all the prizes and money came from it. It's a little extra bonus, but it really made me feel appreciated at my job. And not too many people in this in this world can say they love what they do, or they wake up in the morning dreading, you know, going into the office like, you know, like most. You know, I, I I love what I do. I appreciate what I do, and it, it really felt great to be acknowledged for it and plus you know being in a swank hotel which is really nice uh, but yeah that was that was my weekend and of course you know your weekend was the exact opposite <laughs> i mean you know i mean you went and you know you turned off all electronic devices and really got in touch with yourself and uh 
and just had a nice little rediscovery. So what is next for Kevin Yu after all this? Next is to really kind of be confident in the plans I have. Because I got too undecisive about, you know, should I go to plan A, B, or C? And now I just have to really listen to myself as like, what does my, what does the real me want? Not what is, you know, sensible, not what makes logistic sense. What do I really, really want? When I think, when I think and feel, which path makes me feel good? Another fundamental truth that I learned was that a way to really tell about what is something you truly want versus something that your ego or mind is telling you want is like, do you feel fulfilled? That's all. Just think of it that way. Whatever you're doing, whatever it be, your profession, your relationship, your your hobby, your whatever project you have, when you do it, do you feel fulfilled? And if it's taken away from you, then you might not be in. That may not be your path anymore. And so that's what's leading me to some really good decisions now, like trusting that intuition about yourself. Not just relying on my brain power. Yeah. Now, do you feel do you feel fulfilled now? I realize what makes me feel fulfilled. Hmm. Okay. And now you're, you're on that right path, and brother, I, I really hope you continue on it. Absolutely, because and like you gotta be. You gotta trust in yourself, like your true self, that it'll work out. Because it will. Because when you doubt, you start to, I think, move against yourself. And you're gonna feel bad about it. You're gonna be like, honest with yourself, make maybe the wrong move, because you don't trust yourself enough. And I don't think a lot of us um, are really tuned in like that. You know, like, I really appreciate how you you've also kind of done that for yourself too. You know, you, you've got this job that you really like. You have a lifestyle that really fulfills you. And that you're you're on that path. And I think that's just incredible that hopefully that more people can realize that sooner more than, you know, sooner than later. I just think most people, and we talked about this before, I think most people are just afraid to be happy. You know? <laughs> They are afraid to, you know, to have that, to have that success. Once they have that success, they're waiting for the proverbial other shoe to drop. You know, Mm -hmm. they, they cannot revel in the fact of something good happened because Mm -hmm. they're so used to, yeah, they're, they're so used to having bad things happen or they're so used to saying, okay, this didn't go my way. So I'm going to be okay with this mediocre life. And not mm-hmm. wanting to challenge or push themselves to something better. Yeah, and, and yeah, it's also kind of just like really remember that everything is temporary and that all your stories, good and bad, are just stories. And they don't have a, they don't define you. You're not your stories. You're just again, you're an illusion. You know, like we're just part of the carbon and the energy that exists in the, in the world, in the universe, and that we should appreciate because of that. And, you know, if when you really break it down, which people should, you, you kind of just start discovering these things. And, you know, sometimes you do need to be broken down to be rebuilt. And that's a really good, and that's a really good way to look at it. And once again, it's just tough for most people to do that. I mean, whether 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 it be nature, whether it be nurture, they are just terrified to take that risk. And I believe most of us learn that way later in life. I mean, sometimes right. too late in life to where now they're enjoying the simple things in their 50s, their 60s, their 70s. 
And they look back right. and they're like, and you know, they look back and they think, you know, I should have had this years ago. You know, why didn't this come to me years ago? And without realizing that, a, it's the fear that held them back, you know, or it's a lack, it's a lack of accountability for them to go, I should have made this particular decision. Oh, now it's too late. No, it's not too late. It's never too late, you know, to do something good for yourself to to reopen your eyes to a whole lot of things. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad you had that experience now because at what you were going through really, really bothered you. Mm-hmm. Right. And then um, it's also a big factor is control. Like, especially in Western culture, it's about control. It's about control. It's, it's the power that you shape your own destiny and that you choose, you know, everything for you. And that's a lot of responsibility. And it's also impossible. And so part of all of it was surrender. Surrendering your preferences. Surrendering your 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 will. Letting go that deeply. Because like you have to do it if you're gonna really get to the bottom of who you are. So once you can let go of control, you'll see who you really are. And I think you'll find somebody that's worth loving when you do that. I agree to an extent, and I'll tell you why. Mm-hmm. Because, <clears throat> like you mentioned before, once we let go of that ego, once we let go of that pride, there there is room for self-improvement. And I really think loving and taking care of ourselves first before we take that next step in finding someone that may love us. Mm-hmm. Right. Because self, I mean, like, I mean, self-love, self-care is the most important thing. And at times, not to get off on a different tangent, other times we bypass that to find love. And then once mm-hmm. we find what we think is love, we're too busy loving the other person instead of taking care of ourselves first. Right. And another lesson was that why are you seeking a partnership? Is it because you're lonely? Or is it because you found somebody that you can build a life with? Now, that's a really important thing to think about as well. I think some people are just afraid to be alone or they're afraid to have a life where they have to be themselves. That was something I was thinking about, you know, with you know, my past relationships, some of them were just like, I didn't want to be alone anymore. And that wasn't the best motivation for me. Well, I mean, you're definitely not alone in that thought process. Because like I said before, mm-hmm. a lot of us look for companionship out of loneliness. And then once we find that companionship, it's not really companionship. It's more of a, con- it's more of a contract. It's more of the, I'm going to do whatever I can to make you happy, or you're going to do whatever you can to make me happy. And still, we are miserable within ourselves, and we're just there. We're just roommates. We're just buddies. And it's not really love until years and years go by, and you have that resentment towards your partner, because you really didn't take care of who you are first, and know your expectations, and know everything about yourself. And it's something, once again, it's all back to the fear. You know, the fear of just taking that step, just like you did, taking that step and just understanding. Right. I mean, a phrase I've I've learned was to love expansively. And that once you love yourself and expand it to the world around you, that's how you can attract what you really desire first it comes within you know from the the, the love that can live within you because everything we feel anger jealousy happiness it's really from inside of us and when you point it at somebody else it's still within you you know it's not an external thing all of it's within you and it's a shame that most people We'll never figure it out until, once again, way later in life. I, I'm just glad that 
you know, that you're on that path. I've been on that path. And a, couple, and, and a small percentage of us are. It's just a bummer that, you know, the, the younger generation really won't catch that yet. But once again, such is life. I mean, life is all about experiences. And I'm hoping that we have more, more good than bad. Right. Just, it's, I mean, these practices are ancient. You know, people have been doing this for thousands of years. And that there are just pieces of these things that are moments where people do feel this. And I think when they do feel it, it's like a hint of like, what path should I truly be on? It's just about really trusting it and, you know, trusting yourself. And that sometimes when bad things happen, that's just because that's part of the experience you're just going to have. It's going to happen and that's okay. And, you know, the world, the world can try to frustrate you. The world can try to make you, you know, grind you dust. But sometimes, we got to think back and think, well, then I'm here. Let this, you know, the arrows and the slings and, and the spears come try to pierce me. Because, you know, a lot of times it's the only way you can win the game is not to play. You can't participate in letting, you know, the fear and the anger and, and, and all those things inside you, you know, push and pull you. Well, it's 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 that fear and risk that people don't want to take. I mean, they want to play it safe. And I'm not going to lie. You know, I was the same way. I wanted to play it safe. I didn't want to take a risk. And I, you know, just didn't want to put myself out there. But as time goes on, as life goes on, you realize what life is about. You realize what you're about. And you just say, forgive me for saying, you just say, you just say fuck it. And, and you do it. Because once again, yeah. there's only one person there's only one kevin there's only one adrian you know there's only one people out there and you know i mean to get success you got to be at peace with yourself and it's a bummer that a whole lot of people don't realize that well it's maybe well it's also just everybody's on their path um i've have heard it in um michelle and Monk's. They're really, really interesting because they learn how to fight. They learn a kung fu, not to fight, but to deepen their meditation. And that, from what I understand, is that when they come of age, I believe 18, they make a choice, either A, to pursue the path of enlightenment, or B, go out in the world and to help others achieve that, um, that path. So, all is not lost. I would go for option B. That's just me. <laughs> That's just me. Well, both are worthy choices, I think. <laughs> and both are completely fine. Like, being on your own personal journey and focusing on that, that's totally cool. Whereas being called to lead and guide others, absolutely great too. And, and, and that is true as well. So let me ask you, as, as you went on this spiritual journey and everything is now where it needs to be, where do you see Kevin in the next five years? Well, I see myself changing things, making that effort and, and truly... Um, making space and room for mental and spiritual wellness like as a non-religious person it's you know i it's good that i'm still open to things you know i'm not a 100 hardcore atheist like that but i'm open to things and um knowing that i don't need to prove myself some of the things I'm doing are to prove myself. I don't need to do it. Because it's just like, it's not worth the expenditure of my life energy to prove something to somebody. I'm good the way I am. 
And when I do that, when I think about that, I can move into the career I want, the lifestyle I want, and be where I want with who I want. Which, and all of it has to be really authentic, 100% authentic. Can't be ego driven, can't be mind driven. It's got to be with my true self. So that's the path I'll be on for the next five years. <laughs> Awesome. You definitely have my support. I mean, not like you need it. <laughs> well, that's also part of the joy, knowing that, you know, you're, you have that in your life. I mean, at one time, like, let's remember to be grateful. And I think all the, all the important people in my life, including you, because I felt that I just wanted to share just what I was feeling with everybody that meant a lot to me. And your name come up, came up as well. Much appreciated. And like I said, I'm, I'm definitely happy for you. So now we're going to switch gears just a little bit. Any particular topics you have in mind? Because actually, I, I, I did have a few topics which kind of melded into this, but I wasn't expecting this. So that's definitely a good thing. <laughs> my, question, my question for you before you told me was, Kevin, what brings you peace? But I'm like, well, never mind. You answered that question already. So, so there, so there you go. <laughs> yeah, it's I went in a little a yarn about that. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I mean, do, do you have anything on your mind so far, or um, this works perfectly fine? I mean, with this podcast right here that people will listen to and download, it'll put a different slant on life, and and it'll give, and it'll give people an idea. Not an idea, um, a suggestion on what to do sure. to kind of make their life a little bit better, a little more centered. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I do feel still called to support people. Like one of the other members, I could tell 100% that they're going through the ringer. And this was before the um, period of silence began. So I, you know, I just met this person. I'm like, hey, can I just chat with you just for a second? And I told him, I am 100% compelled to show my empathy for you. I could tell that you were in just in need of somebody that, that, you know, they felt for you. And they said the same, you know, they felt so thankful and said that, you know, it makes me feel so good that somebody cares a lot. And so that was me being authentic to myself and, you know, doesn't leave me wrong. Which which is really good. I mean, I wish I see. I wish I had something really to say to that. I mean, other than, you know, I don't want to repeat myself and say that's tremendous. That's awesome. You know, I just wish I could. I wish I could have had that experience. No excuses. I just wish I could have had that experience. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, it's, not, it's just it's about making the you know just taking the opportunity when it presents itself to you. Like you can't force a rose to bloom, and you know. When it happens, it happens, and it'll be beautiful nonetheless. And that is true. And, of course, to steal your line, of course, no one can do the push-ups for you. Mm-hmm. And just, yeah, but do the push-ups just for you, nobody else. <laughs> that is true. And, you know, so that kind of kills my topic. But, once again, <laughs> this was a great one for me. <laughs> and do you do you have any and see I can't even ask that question to you Kevin because you don't I was going to say do you have any rants but you don't have any rants <laughs> well it's still fun <laughs> <laughs> alright here's my rant I seem to be a insect magnet <laughs> like for some reason I've like Okay, why do the flies feel the need to ram themselves into my eyeballs and into my hair? <laughs> <laughs> Mosquitoes are like a, you know, like have a vendetta against me. So when I'm just trying to like sit down and eat outside or just chill, they're like, well, I can't. I'm thankfully not taking a vow of not killing things because I was just like, oh, snap. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> How about you? Oh, wow. My rant is, you know, I can I can piggyback on that. Matter of fact, I'm going to put my rant to the side. And I'm going to piggyback on that. 
I moved to Florida back in 1986. This shows my age, folks. And I never experienced a palmetto bug. I did not know what a palmetto bug was until my cousin told me it's basically a flying cockroach. Now, growing up in Chicago and um, in apartment complexes, you know, we had mice, we had roaches, stuff like that, but I've never seen a flying one. And Kevin, I can tell you that almost voiding my bowels when I seen a big flying roach coming at me about the size of my thumb. Yeah, an experience I'll never forget. And also, I never experienced a mosquito. Because in Chicago, you have, you know, your cool weather. So you really don't have to deal with mosquitoes. Moving down to Florida, I got, I seen this flying bug attack me. And ever since then, mosquitoes love me. I can be sprayed up and down in bug spray, off, you name it. It is what it is. And they will attack me. And it's the most weirdest thing because, once again, I'm a germaphobe. I don't like things touching me. And, yeah, when you have mosquitoes sucking your blood and you smack it and blood is splattered everywhere, it's a whole other different levels of ick. I cannot stand mosquitoes still to this day. And, uh, yeah, whether it be fleas, whether it be just any kind of bugs on me, yeah. Uh, you've never seen a tall black man scream, Kevin, until you see me being attacked by a mosquito. Yes. <laughs> Oh, but, you know, but yes, I do understand that they were here first. <laughs> Basically, this is their planet. I understand that. And uh, if I can swat away a mosquito out of my house, I'm more than happy to. But gosh darn it, if I have to kill it, it's him or me, Kevin. It's just it's him or me. So. That's all right. Let me Thunderdome. But, uh, yes, I, I'm glad that you're back. I'm, I'm glad that you're back. And we have a whole lot of catching up to do on the next couple of shows and whatnot. Because, I mean, yes, we're covering for the Out of Context podcast today. And I know we have a Saturday show coming up. I know we need to make it a doozy because both of us have been busy with work and life excursions and trips and stuff like that. So we need to get back into the swing of things and come up with some more fun stuff. Any word on the... Um, October edition of Cereal and Beer. Any word on that? Well, um, I, you know, before I left, um, I tried to contact Jeff about it. I'm like, wait a minute, this is too hectic. <laughs> <laughs> so I told him that, you know, after I get back, we'll, uh, we'll record. So I'm going to send a friendly reminder and set up a time for that. Yes. And uh, if the time coincides with my time, I'll ask you um, if I can sit in on the show and listen. Granted, I'm not going to uh, be part of it. I'd rather listen. And if I need to laugh, I'll put myself on mute. So, uh, A live studio audience. Yes. <laughs> uh, yes, you will get a laugh track by a strange black man laughing every few seconds. So, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'll just sit back and, I, and I'll just enjoy that. Um, so, so as our show comes to a close here, actually, we've got about a, a little bit of time left. So, I mean, in, anything on your mind, Kevin? Well, um, it was tough to come back from it all. It was tough to be like, feel the push and pull of the world, people being not cool to each other, having to face the 24-hour, you know, um, like, news stream, and people just, you know, um, really kind of just being on... Um, unkind to themselves as well in just the struggle but knowing that I have the tools made all the difference that like you know like hang on to it make those investments because they're worth more than any other investment that you got you know they do say if you don't if you don't have your health you have nothing and if you don't have your emotional health as well you 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 really really don't have anything yeah, make rule for it in your life. It'll pay off. So what do you think that people neglect the most? Do you think they neglect their mental health? Or do you think they neglect their their body health, meaning their weight, uh, meaning, you know, the calorie intake? I mean, what, what, what do you think that, that people um, ignore more? 
it's both because they're highly tied together when you think about gut health um, you know your vagus nerve your 10th cranial nerve goes all the way down into your stomach and it's all the same like one of the reasons why I feel called to to be a Pilates instructor is like this mindful exercise that you're really getting to know your body and like moving it and challenge yourself appropriately and so I felt that's such a beautiful way to be um, but just like your stress lives in your body as well. It's like all, like, you know, from your posture to, you know, your skin to your sleep habits, it's highly tied to your emotional state. And so once you take care of both, you it becomes a good balance. I mean, I find it, re, you're not truly mentally healthy nor truly physically healthy unless you have both, you know, taken care of. Perfect. That was definitely a good answer, and I agree with you 100%. It, it takes people a while, once again, to really, you know, treat themselves right, take care of themselves. Because, you know, they're afraid, or that whole accountability thing of, I'll do it tomorrow. I'll get started tomorrow. You know, I'll eat the cheeseburger today, and but tomorrow, damn it, I'm going to put it down. And please, don't misunderstand. I'm guilty of that, too. I'm human, so <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Um, but yeah, yeah, this is this is a very um, enlightening, entertaining show. I was not um, not expecting it. <laughs> Definitely not expecting it. I was gonna, you know, I was gonna talk about silly things, and you know, I was gonna talk shit about Panda Express again. But no, no, I'm gonna do, I'm gonna hold off until next week with that. <laughs> I'll tell you what the wonders of In and Out Burger next episode. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> in and out burger i've heard horror stories about that you you you've eaten that of course well, yeah i mean that's well that's the first thing i ate when i got down to california that's why you know back in a plane you had gaseous fumes uh, emanating from your orifices okay i i, I understand that now and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I lactose intolerance is always there yeah <laughs> And my, and my one final question for you before we call it a day is, um, have you, did you make any new acquaintances um, from this trip? I did. It was, it was so interesting because, like, my extroversion was at play. And, like, I really, really wanted to talk to these people, get to know their stories, connect with them a lot. And, you know, there's, a one, there's one woman I felt strongly, like, I really wanted to get to know them. And it was the challenge to let that go. And it was important to let that go because it was like, it's all me and me, not me and other people, me and me. And so, but you know, we're all gonna get connected like within a week. And I'm looking super forward to knowing their stories because each one of us comes from a very different place. And I'm just, I'm sure we have a lot to share with each other and. and be able to support each other yeah, and that's good that's really good and as, as time goes on i would you know definitely love to hear more about it and you know and, and get and get more stories from you um as this show winds down uh, where can people find you kevin where can people find cereal and beer how can they how can they get in contact with you the almighty kevin uh, well, uh, we we uh, post our episodes of Cereal and Beer on um, our Facebooks. We're also on the same um, uh, uh, podcast uh, catchers as um, the Walker Ace Experience. So what was it, 27 platforms? We're all over the place. Um, and just, in the, in the way, I think we still have Cereal and Beer at Hobbit.com. <laughs> but we may not check that because we might not remember the password anymore. <laughs> well, I mean, well, I mean, we figure worse comes to worse. You guys can always uh, get in contact with me, and I will gladly record the show for you guys while I sit back and just listen. Yeah, and just uh, yeah, and um, I hope that it brings you joy. I hope it brings you uh, a connection. That you know, that's hopefully my intent for 
my passion of doing podcasts. It does. It does. And I'm still on the hunt for the old episodes, which I know they don't, they don't exist anymore, but I'm going to continue to search, damn it, because I need to listen to some of the old shows. And I know our listeners need to listen to the old shows also. <laughs> and of course, you can reach out to us and subscribe under walkerac76.podbean.com. Podbean now is being advertised on, on, on YouTube. You know, how to do your own mobile podcasting. I mean, they're stealing our ideas, Kevin. I'll tell you, man, we're legends. And uh, please, please subscribe, follow, comment, share, everything of the sort. We're available on 21 different platforms out there. If you need an idea, just Google the Walker AC Experience. You'll see links all over free apps for you guys. Um, we thank Kevin you once again. Welcome back, Kevin. This has been the Walker AC Experience. I have been Adrian. He has been Kevin. You have been our friends, our family, our loved ones, people who love us, people who hate us. But they're going to listen regardless because this is what we do. And also, coming up on the holidays, folks, be sure you go on cafepress.com forward slash W-A-C-E. That's cafepress.com forward slash w-a-c-e get in line some of our products also our hoodies our shirts our stationery our blankets everything of the sort coming soon hold on to your hats folks the cereal and beer apparel is coming out very soon shocker shocker kevin is coming and uh yeah. jump on board with that because the holidays are coming up after thanksgiving you have your christmas you have your new year so why not snuggle in to a pair of Walker AC boxers? That sounds really gross, but it's actual product, folks. I promise. <laughs> for myself, for Kevin Yu, for the Walker AC experience, we thank you so much for listening, and we will talk to you on Saturday. All right.